0: So it managed to run all the way home with our eyes, uh, which I was very impressed by.
1: to the Rock, Paper, Shotgun, Electronic, Wireless show. I'm Brendan. I am joined this week by Alice. Hey. And Adam. Hello. It is episode 24 and probably the 23rd by the time you're hearing this, the 23rd of November. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, is that the 23rd?
2: It's American Thanksgiving, it's the Thursday.
1: Happy American Thanksgiving, everyone
2: not canadian Uh, thanksgiving
1: in which case our theme is really poor we should have picked thanksgiving as a theme (laughs) but we didn't we picked running away based on a a user's a user a player a viewer a listener's suggestion um we picked running away as the theme i'll just read it out we got an email from a john john harris dear rock Paper and shotgun I would very much like to hear a podcast on the theme of running away in games. I say this because I like games which admit that one sensible thing to do in a dangerous situation is run away. I particularly like games that allow for better, that allow or encourage running away. Unfortunately, they seem to be pretty rare. Uh, So I think he just wants to hear our thoughts on that. How games have handled, ignored, included and excluded the idea of running away from danger.
0: And presumably you invited me on because
1: I always run away from things and play a lot of horror games. You play a lot of horror games. You don't like conflict. Fumously dislike conflict. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also very slow. Yeah, is... and I got I got Alice for a sort of counter view. I know? was going
2: to say, are you calling me a coward?
1: No. <laughs> no, I'm. You're a predator. You will hunt, dine, whatever is running away. The end of this podcast is
0: me running away from Alice. That's how it all
1: finishes. That's actually our special feature is I'm going to have Alice hunt you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll report back in next week with like as many of your body parts as I can muster.
1: Oh, Jesus. Good. So that's our theme. I'm going to throw the question out to the floor and... See who picks it up.
0: Well, I, I, I want to pick it up. And I'm not going to talk about horror games. Although, I'm, Yeah, because... So this is interesting to me because I think when you have a game that says... So Alien Isolation is a game where you have to run away. There are points where you just have to run. You can't fight back um against the alien. You have to find a place to hide. You have to run. And that's fine. That's interesting. And it's good. And I enjoy it. But where this question is more interesting is... Uh, in the way that it deals with uh, simulation in a game uh, for me, uh, because if you can run away, it means that there has to be somewhere to run to which means that you're not just being pushed forward and so many games just push you forward, they just say go in this direction, they push you forward so the game that I feel does this most strongly, or two games is Armour, the military sim uh, and um, uh, Stalker uh, games in which you can engage in conflict realize it's a really bad idea and then not only run away flee but then observe the people who were
3: you you <clears throat> fled
0: from and see them pursue you and you can see them disengage and you can then uh, it, it reconfigures the entire encounter rather than just being so, a binary fight or flight
1: so not crash bandicoot's boulder levels then
0: well i
1: mean can you talk to the boulder no. You can't. Oh, that
2: no. would be something.
1: It would be something. It doesn't stop and say, come out or we'll shoot. And then no, it's have just... a conversation about how ridiculous that threat is. I mean, the, the thing with the
0: Crash Bandicoot level, is the, the, those sections, is that you're running toward the camera, right? So you can't see what's ahead of you. It's so weird. It's obviously intentionally... Like, let's do this a bit differently, but it's really weird. But no, not those. But yeah, I think for me, it's that sense of, and I suppose you can get it in Elder Scrolls games, which I don't really play very much, or Fallout, the new Fallout's, but but that sense of being in a world that is adaptive and large enough that running away has meaning because you are literally relocating in the world and continuing rather than just retreating from an encounter and then going straight back into the same encounter once your
1: health's regenerated, which is what running away often means. Alice, what do you reckon? What's the best running away in a game?
2: I think the best running away in a game is the running away you pretend to do. Um, I'm very fond of multiplayer shooters, which tend to have the sort of pace and deadliness where relying on sound is really important. And if you can pretend you've run away from something and you know someone is listening and they're going to fool for it... Uh, I really enjoy setting traps with that sort of thing. Like the feigned running away, the suggestion of it.
1: So basically you're like a, a spider in a multiplayer game. You'll scurry around a corner and then just turn around and wait for them to come around that corner.
2: Oh no, that's like far too simplistic.
1: That's 101. That's running up, fake running away 101.
2: <laughs> You've got to do things like uh, leave trails of open doors. Yeah. Um, attempt to use walking and crouch walking and different kind of levels of footstep noise to simulate someone receding into the distance.
1: I feel like you're 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 talking about a particular game here.
2: Oh no, it's just like loads of games can do this.
1: Quake. It's (laughs) quake.
2: Absolutely, like I just quietly rocket jump into the distance. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love the idea of someone fleeing from an encounter and just get you just see them like halfway down the street and they just rocket jump over a house <laughs> to get away from you. <laughs>
3: well,
2: this is probably where rocket jumping came from. People think it's like to control the red armor, but it's not. It's just like to leave fights because you don't like you wake up, you suddenly have a gun and you're expected to kill everyone. It's like the
0: eject button, you know, like just yeah. like boom, I'm out of here. In an awkward meeting, you know, just yeah. Getting chewed out by your boss. Rocket jump. Straight (laughs) through the ceiling.
1: Yeah, a lot of multiplayer shooters have skills like that. In Overwatch, I think there's some people who just have a button, a skill that you press, and it gets you out of the fight. And then you're gone. There's a hacker called Sombra, and she's got a little device, and you put it down somewhere, and you run into a fight, and you shoot a few people, and then everyone looks at you and goes, let's kill her. Let's kill that one. (laughs) And you go, no, you won't. And you press a little button. And you flash back or you don't flash back because you've run out of time and you've forgotten.
2: I think this connects with what Adam was saying about needing to have some sort of world that is complex enough to allow running away to actually be meaningful and to have systems that respond to it. It tends to be specific genres of single player game are built to accommodate that sort of thing. But in multiplayer games, you know, you can run away in pretty much anything. Uh, because other players will fill in the rest of that system.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's weird because I don't, I don't think it's what uh, the uh, listener who emailed us was thinking of. Well, But, like, it, it, it fits for me.
0: They, there's two very obvious multiplayer examples from recent times, which is uh, games which are literally about stalking and killing and running away, which is Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight. Those are games in which your role... Is the survivors is to run away that's that's what you're supposed to do uh the game's about escaping the game's about someone being faster and deadlier than you trying to evade them and even though i think dead by daylight is the mm-hmm. better game i think friday the 13th does better running away uh and that's because um it has vehicles which are really good fun because it's that moment where you manage to get the keys you have to you have to fix the cars so when you manage to fix one, the moment when you're running toward the car and knowing that if you get in it, you're faster than the killer and it's all going to be fine. But that last run toward the car is so tense. Um, and then he can smash the car to pieces because he's so strong as well. But uh, but those are games designed to to encourage, encourage that adrenaline rush of being chased. Um, and I think that they, they are in some ways just using mechanics that have been used elsewhere you know the being chased by a superior opponent is has been in games forever like even if you go right back to things like quake and doom playing those in deathmatch when somebody happens to be on the point where the rocket launcher spawns because they know it's going to be there and you turn the corner to pick up the rocket launcher (laughs) and they've got it and you're just like nope and just flee across the level um but those are just like you know seconds long chases
1: yeah i've had plenty of times in um I had to recently write about For Honor and uh, I just got reminded of times whenever you would get into a fight in the 4v4 4v4 fights and you would get into a fight where three or four of the enemy team just descend on you and you know you can't win that or you, you know I know I can't win that so I would just roll away and just kind of run until they give up and it's the most comical kind of rolling
0: as you flee is great It's,
1: it's this big heavy roll like action movie roll that makes no sense in the context of being a viking warrior but um you just kind of do a little roll and try and scarper and it's it's so funny it's so funny to watch and uh, people usually give up after a while just because they say, oh, you know what, they're leading me into a trap. I don't actually have a plan or a trap set out whenever I run away. I just need to run.
0: Just to go back to the
1: uh, military sims, I, I
0: briefly mentioned armor. Um, and there's a huge difference between um, what I always think was being actually perfected by the first Halo, uh, the the health and shield recharging, were you do these kind of short tactical retreats. It's not running away at all, but, you know, you get hurt and you duck behind a rock and you just wait it out for a while while your health recharges. And that became incredibly common. But I remember the first time I played Operation Flashpoint, which is like the precursor to armor. And um, and this sense of being in a war that was, you know, the scale was bigger and the, the, the world was so big and open in every direction. And, you know, you'd hear gunshots a little bit like, uh in battlegrounds today you hear a gunshot and you just hit the deck you're just like oh no this is terrible and i remember playing that in multiplayer and having these situations where it was like you know, we just have to get out of here and that's such a different feeling than anything you'd get from you know a call of duty or a medal of honor uh, just that feeling of we are being overwhelmed and we're being flanked and we just need to get out of here uh, and sometimes that's just wild fleeing and then you usually get shot but but then tactical retreats come into it and you get somebody who's Smarter, and it's like you know, we need to go here, and we need to do this, and so it's not quite running away, but it's—I mean, it is by any other name—tactical <laughs> retreat, yeah, tactical yeah, that's retreat. That's what
1: I was doing in For Honor as well. Tactical <laughs> retreats, tactical roll. Um, that happens in Daisy as well on the big open maps. You know, you you hear a gunshot, and you just get down and think, "Oh no!" And if you you're not up for a fight, or you can't see who it is, you just kind of try to figure out how best to not get killed, and that usually involves hiding in a shed and then trying to get to the next shed and the next shed.
2: Largely good running away relies on a game which gives players, whether it's one player or a load of players, just a large amount of freedom in how they move and different kind of um, action, interactions, and situations where there are a variety of outcomes. So... The problem with running away in a lot of games is it's a scripted sequence where the running away is you have to go the correct route, and if you go the wrong route, well, that's it. You have to go back and you restart, and then you go again until you figure out the correct route they want you to run away down. So, Call
0: of Cthulhu, Dark Souls of the Earth, probably the most famous example of that. Like the, uh, and it's weird because you're in the hotel. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know it, it's based on Shadow of mouth, the Lovecraft story. You're in a hotel, there's baddies outside, and they lock you in and you have to escape. And it's a really strange sequence because it feels quite dynamic the first time you play it. You can throw bolts across doors and open windows and push furniture to block doors. But actually, not only is it um, not at all, you just have to do things in the right order to survive, but it's also pretty much recreating a scene from a book, you know, and um, and it's doing it in a way that, yeah, it can't really deviate.
1: It is literally scripted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how horror games tend to go. I think one of the reasons... uh, I mean, Amnesia has a few of those, Soma has a few of those. Um, I think one of the reasons Alien Isolation is so well regarded is because it does move away from the scripting. Uh, It still feels scripted sometimes because it's like, hey, the alien's going to pop out at some point. Um, But but it gives you just a little bit more freedom what i find strange about alien isolation and i love that game what i find strange about it is that it's trying to do a lot of the stuff we're talking about but it's still doing it in claustrophobic corridors and there just isn't really room to explore any of this stuff in that space it's just hide as
1: quickly as no, you can yeah that's that's less run away than move quietly and quickly a few meters and get in the nearest hiding space and then don't move
0: yeah exactly yeah it becomes static yeah yeah and i think yeah. that's the thing with anything that becomes stealth quickly moves away from running away running away should should involve
1: a bit of panic i think <laughs> there needs to be some swearing involved and yeah terror
2: it also should give you a I mean, it, it's not mandatory, but it's nice when it gives you a variety of different options for how to escape these sorts of things. So I tend to think a lot about uh, Metal Gear Solid Five in terms of just the sheer variety of tools that you have to escape from things. Um, like if you find yourself deep in an enemy base, you can shoot people as you run away. You can just run away into the shadows and... Hope no one will find you but they'll probably start launching flares and they might break out like people with flashlights so that might not work forever uh you can go hide in a cardboard box but if the cardboard box is in a place where someone wouldn't expect to see a cardboard box then they're probably <laughs> going to be suspicious about it uh you can go hide in a toilet but there is a chance that a guard will want to use the toilet However, if you manage to pick up a cassette recording of someone with the runs in a toilet, you can play the recording of the like <laughs> poo noises, and then the guard will not come into that like just giving all of these different options, um or just like have your dog run around stunning people with its electric knife
1: or uh, My God, if I had heard someone if I if past Brendan had heard you describing Metal Gear Solid Five, you would be amazed. <laughs> Like what an amazing set of options!
2: <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing game. It does a lot really badly, but it is just really really good.
1: Um, I think it also brings up the way you run away in Metal Gear Solid Five is very much like you're it. It's the run part of the hit and run. You know, you're, you if you mm. go in, you can run away, and you can you, you plan to come back usually, or you plan to go to another outpost post and hit that, and then run away from that. It's like gorilla running away, um, which is something that you're supposed to do in Shadow of Mordor, I think, and Shadow of War, the Lord of the Rings games. Um, but I never really felt was satisfying there.
2: I didn't realize that even intended for people to run away.
1: Yeah, it does. It means it, it intends for you whenever you get into a fight and the enemy is too strong or you get overwhelmed by sheer numbers that you just pack it in and just leave you just like run away from this big fight and then go and find some other one or come back to it later um but it, it never feels like it feels like it just feels like a failure when you run away it doesn't feel like oh i've i've made a fun decision to run away
0: the the other well i'm sure there's many types of running away but the, the kind of opposite to the hit and run tactic is when you are in a situation that you never wanted to be in, in the first place, and then you just have to get out of it, and it's all just about you know getting away from the bad thing, and there was a very very good example of that this year with uh, Outlast Two, uh, the you know found footage horror game sequel, mm. uh, which I thought was abysmal, um, uh, but it's it's kind of hilarious because the entire game is you're in a bad situation, run away from the bad situation, and It just becomes this kind of uh, Looney Tunes race where it's just like everywhere you go, something bad happens and then you run away from it, but into something even worse. And I just found it laughable. Like uh, there's a great bit where you're trying to escape from some baddies as you always are. And uh, they chase you onto like this hillside and it's all muddy and it's the middle of the night. You're seeing it through night vision And, uh, and it's this muddy hill. And you slip and fall down the hill and there's a cutscene where you slide down the hill and at the bottom of the hill there's just loads of barbed wire. So he just <laughs> lands in the barbed wire and gets tangled up in it and just carries on running. <laughs> Cause that's all he knows how to do is just to run away. And it's just like, no, just stop. Just give up. It's just but whatever happens to him, he just gets knocked down, loses body parts, just gets up and just runs again. And yeah, it's just hilarious. But but that entire <laughs> game is just run away the game. And it's really boring just to do that, is is what I discovered. Although I'd blame the execution as
1: much as the idea. But. Did we feel like Cannabalt and Endless Runners are running aways? Cannabalt is, isn't it? Explicitly. I you think are. you're running away from... Are you running away from your office job? Or is it the end of the world? It's the end of the, the world of the that is also an office job. <laughs>
0: I think the city's been attacked, right, and it's all been destroyed behind you. I yeah. think
1: that's what I remember. I don't think those count, but I thought they were worth the mention. Yeah, they do run. They do running well, but I don't think they do running away well.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's there's a great thing in in a lot of first person horror games, specifically Resident Evil Seven has it, and that does some good running away actually, um, but. Uh, having the button that lets you look over your shoulder. I always really like that. What? Yeah. So like when you're running, you could just press, you know, like, you know, you have a lean button in so many first person games. And a lot of horror games have a button that is explicit to look over your shoulder as you're running to see what's behind you. I did not know that. That's great. <laughs> it's such a neat little thing. I always I always really enjoy that. And I suspect uh, Resi 7 has it because it has the VR stuff as well. So obviously you can do that in VR. So you'd have a lot more control there. Uh, running away in vr would be fun if you didn't just you know have to use your legs
1: which is a problem in vr you need some kind of unit like i don't know constantly turning treadmill yeah are there any other examples we can think of of good or bad or middling or interesting running aways
0: i have a question which is does does it matter what's chasing you i mean because it does to me like i i you know, and I think that's again one of the things that horror games often do well. I think Evil Within Two does it quite well, which has a lot of running away, which is usually scripted. But um, you know, it's like the thing chasing you is so horrible. That also has a look over your shoulder button, by the way, even though it's third person.
1: I think the thing chasing you matters less, or at least less to the person who has asked us this question. It matters less than having been given the choice to either run away or fight. Yeah, yeah. So in Alien Isolation, for example, you don't really have a choice to fight. You can, like, stun and annoy the the Xenomorph, but you can't really fight it, can you? Well... So running away is kind of what you do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, totally, yeah. Which is why I went to Stalker originally, because that is a game that lets you approach situations however you want and running away is perfectly legitimate you know you can just think nah forget it I, I i don't care that much about whatever's down there no thank you but but to me it does matter to an extent like i'm much more like stalker uh i'm frightened of a lot of the things in stalker and it does really good night time so visibility is really bad and i'm much more likely to to want to get out of a situation when i feel vulnerable in that way uh whereas you know, if it's um, it's something like armor, you know, like a military sim, um, I might run away, but only if I feel like I'm going to lose rather than just because I just think, no, 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 I'm out of here. I don't know. There's an emotional response, I guess, is what I'm saying as well.
2: I mean, so far we've talked about mostly first person kind of mm. single avatar based games. But some of my favorite running away in games is Company of Heroes and Dawn of War 2. Mm. where every unit you have has just a retreat button or like you hit x and they would do their best to just run back to base at full speed um which is really nice like it, it means you get really attached to your individual units kind of like they gain veterancy and you never want to see any of them die so you you want to try and send them scurrying back to base uh, so it's just like a really fun decision like they can do a bit more damage if they stick around but If you hit retreat, that's it, they're gone. They will run at full speed. They will um, take dangerous routes. They will possibly get themselves killed from doing something foolish. um, And you have no control over them until they get back to base, which is always a a nice calculated risk in running away.
1: I think some strategy games do it really well. I know XCOM has that thing where you can just at any time call in the ship and get out of there. Yeah because things have gone wrong i think that works well because you know that's the choice you've been again you've been given the choice to run away or keep fighting and you know risk everything
0: i was playing Rimworld the other day and we had a pet dog in the colony and oh no it got into a got into a bad situation and it managed to run away from the bad situation and got back to the colony but it didn't have any eyes anymore
3: <laughs> <laughs> what happened to its eyes
0: an explosion <laughs> its eyes got blown out of its head <laughs> and um there was oh this my god. so so it managed to run all the way home with our eyes uh, which I was very impressed by <laughs> but um <laughs> nice. but we, we couldn't it couldn't find food so it starved to <laughs> <laughs> no yeah oh my god like I was trying to get them to place food all around it. It just stopped.
3: Oh, that's so sad. But uh,
0: that was a situation where I wish it hadn't run away. I wish it just died. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh...
3: Alright,
0: <laughs>
2: well... Right, that's well... this a really interesting example of running away, though, in that running away in games tends to be run away so either, like, an alert status can reset or you can return at full strength. Mm. Um... Like, running away tends to be, okay, this didn't quite work out, so let's leg it, but then we will return when we're in full control of everything. But it's interesting when there's running away, um, also with a console... Oh, God, what's the game where? I've entirely forgotten there's some game where you can get, like, permanent wounds.
0: I think there's a couple that have done it. Sorry, did you know, Brendan?
1: I was going to say Darkest Dungeon, you can get pretty bad wounds that you can treat them later, but they stick around.
0: I, I'm thinking of the Warhammer one, um, the squad based one, the, the chaos city, Mordheim city, the damned that has some really good stuff on that front. Like you can lose a leg and attach a peg leg or, um, <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the, your people are so expensive that it's worth doing. Like if you have a good wizard and he loses an arm, it's kind of worth keeping him around, even though he's, you know, lost the abilities that arm or, or even a leg or an eye that you can lose an eye. Um, yeah, Neo Scavenger is a good example of that as well. Uh, lovely, lovely Neo Scavenger. Oh,
1: Neo Scavenger's got good, got good running away. Well, good you st- brawling, crawling away. Yeah, it's like
0: limping and crawling away <laughs> with a rusty blade stuck in your leg. Like, okay, <laughs> I should probably get out of here. I in Neo Scavenger, you never run away early enough like <laughs> it's always like you should just run away as soon as the game begins just run away from everything but as soon as you actually engage with anyone it's like yeah i should probably it's kind of like that whole thing uh in nature where predators uh are very very scared of getting hurt because then they can't hunt anymore you know so they're, they're actually quite um not cowardly they're very they're very careful you know so they try not mm-hmm. to get into fights they only they try to pick things off that they know they can kill without getting wounded themselves. Neoscavage is like that. It's like somebody grazes your, you know, rib cage and it's like two days later you're like, yeah, oh, that's turned into a festering wound. And you just say, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. incapable of fighting.
1: Again, that's that's me and Daisy is just hiding in the shadows and don't fight anyone unless it's definitely someone who's so much weaker than me that it is unfair for me to kill them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it ties into just like the larger ideas of how video games are still trying to learn to be better at interesting failure. Mm. Like running away, tends to be a form of failure. Yeah. But so few games really, they think a lot about when it's going well, what you do right and what's great about that. But again, this is pushing it more towards kind of systems-based, semi-emergent sort of things, which is never going to be every game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I am um, going to wrap up the running away chat just for a bit. We'll return to it later because we've got some reader comments on it. Some listeners have chipped in with their own thoughts. Uh, but for now, I'm gonna we're gonna do something that has nothing to do with running away. A game came out recently. It's called Opus Magnum. It's the alchemical puzzler. If that makes sense. Mm. It's made by Zactronics, the people who made Shenzhen and Infinity Factory and Space Chem and all these other puzzle games. And I spoke to Zach Barth of Zactronics about the game and about some other stuff. You can listen to that full interview elsewhere on another podcast. We'll put a link to it in the description. Uh, and if you prefer, you can read it. We've put an edited version. I'll put a link to that as well. But right now, we're gonna listen to some quick fire questions we did with him. Okay, so I'm here with Zach Barth from Zachtronics, the creators of Opus
3: Magnum, and among other things. Uh, and we're gonna do some quick fire questions. Are you ready for this, Zach? Yes. You sounded hesitant. No, sorry, that wasn't. I'm, I'm getting pumped up. Let's do this. All right. What makes a better machine, symmetry or speed? Ooh, both. That's not an answer. Yeah, it is. It's not the answer you were looking for, but it's the answer. What makes a better alchemist, a shiny cape or a big monocle? Don't say both. A shiny what? Cape. Oh, cape? I don't think our alchemists really have that. I guess capes? Nobody, nobody has a monocle in our game. That's important. It's not steampunk. No monocles. What makes a better programmer, a reliable computer or a general unwillingness to sleep? Both. If you practiced alchemy, what's the first thing you do? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. Do alchemy. No. That's, the, a... that's like the central theme of the game. If you can do alchemy, what do you do? The answer is alchemy. What's the second thing you'd do? More alchemy. God damn it. If Zactronics were a respected house of nobles, what would its crest be? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a tough one, too. We have our terrible logo that we're trying to fix, but we don't have time to fix it. <laughs> I would love to know the answer to that question. It could be an animal. It could be a, a monocle. Not a monocle. Uh, can we come back to that one? Sure. What's so great about Solitaire. Oh, solid. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's um, it just is. <laughs> See, that's like that's a long question, right? Like you can't just ask like it's 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 a puzzle. It's a puzzle in like a weird way. It's a puzzle where people aren't expecting a puzzle and it's expressive. Who would want to fight a student alchemist or a boy wizard? Oh, I mean, considering they're both not real. I don't know. Neither. <laughs> are your games too hard? Oh, yeah, definitely. Why? Because they they are. Would you rather turn lead into gold or water into wine? Uh, lead into gold all right what's your crest come on oh i don't think we'd have one
1: you have not answered a single question
3: zach barth they're they're not i don't know (laughs) i don't really do do well with a or b questions i guess everything's too complicated it is i mean everything is like it's infinitely complicated it's uh it's hard to reduce it to a, a single answer like that
1: now that we've listened to that, we can talk about whatever we want, guys. Well,
0: I've been playing a very exciting new thing. Uh, I've been playing Into the Breach, which is the new game by the people who made FTL.
1: Is there running away in it?
0: There, there is. Well, actually, the, the entire game's kind of built around running away. It's it's a, like a kaiju thing. So there's giant monsters attacking cities. Um, you have some mechs and you go in and try and stop them and it's turn-based tactical uh each mission is only five or six turns long uh and the running away comes in and the most of the time all you're trying to do is defend the city for long enough that the monsters just run away you you know that you can't kill them all there's too many but you're just basically showing up and saying no this is under our protection and they run away and go and attack somewhere more vulnerable uh i i think it's absolutely brilliant and um it's not out until next year uh, this is a preview build um but i'd be really surprised if it's not one of my favorite games next year it's astoundingly good okay
1: that's not fair that you can just say that and then everybody listening can't play the thing that you they can really like. soon i think
0: it's out um
1: january or february
0: so it's it's not too far off um and like the the version that I have now is, is because it's in the IGF, which is um, uh, a indie games um, competition. Well, it's not really a competition, although it is, but you know, uh so there's a, there's a build for it in that. So, um, so I got access to it through that and it feels like it's nearly done, but it has a lot of little things that I can see they'll need to fix before it goes out. But, but none of them are really in terms of the, the actual design of the, uh, the, the, the the tactical uh heart of it the actual design seems really really solid but uh, there's just a few UI things and bits of text that aren't finished and stuff so uh but yeah I think that I I I don't know if it'll be as big as FTL because I don't I think that a lot of FTL's success was for various reasons I think that uh as well as being a really really good game it also just appealed to people who wanted a Star Trek game they wanted to you know like a, a spaceship commander game and it did all of that in a really neat way I think that this is slightly less the the appeals probably slightly less broad because it is a very very intricate almost puzzly tactical game but it's it's just stunning I love it so that's that's me that's what i've been doing is it better than FTl I prefer it but I was never the biggest fan of FTL I like a lot of FTL but um, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll boil it down to a really
1: simple thing. It's turn-based, so it's better. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Alice, you play video games as well?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, this week I've mostly had food poisoning, so we've not done that much.
1: That's a rubbish game.
2: Yeah. It's interesting fluid dynamics. <laughs> um but i did last week i was playing the uh the plunk bat like test server with the climbing and the vaulting was that the week before jesus i've lost track of time it doesn't matter if
1: it's the week before we can still talk about it
2: time flies Um, when you're curled up on the rug in the hallway
1: does how much have you used the vaulting and climbing or have you just used it because it's there and you had no reason to
2: I mean, a lot of it is using it because it's there. If you're in a house and you've not yet jumped out through every window, like what's even the point? What are you doing with your life? (laughs) It's, it's not really massive, but I miss it a lot. Well, I mean, it's now back on the test servers as of this morning or yesterday morning, depending on the, anyway, Um, I've missed it and I'm glad to have it back. It opened up enough interesting dynamics um, across a number of fights. And most importantly, Battlegrounds has always had crouch jumping, which kind of lets you do some of the stuff that the voting system lets you. But it doesn't work the same as crouch jumping in most games. It's kind of finicky. You need to hit jump and crouch at exactly the same time. And most people I play with can't do that. Or if they can, it takes a load of effort and it like it won't naturally come to mind. And I, I imagine the same is like across most players on the game, judging from their behavior at least. So when this is something that becomes just part of the default game and everyone can do it with the press of a button, it was a lot more interesting to see a load of people thinking a lot more creatively about the world around them. Um, I enjoyed the novelty of I mean, I don't yet know every square meter of the island, but I've played it enough that I've got a fair idea for most of it, and I certainly know every building archetype inside and out. But it was still really interesting to have... Because there were things I couldn't reach before, there was, like, this invisible layer of the world. Like, it was around me all the time, but I was just like, oh, that's just a crate. Like, it's just there to block some bullets. That's just a reef. It's just there to keep the sun out. But all (laughs) of these things which appear to just be very one-dimensional suddenly become a whole new area you can access and you can move across and suddenly you're thinking a lot more about everywhere there could be people which was
1: I yeah you, it. it was good you said earlier at some point to us that um you when you're stuck in a room and someone's outside you suddenly realize oh i'm not stuck in this room there are windows
2: yeah and like there was something you could kind of do with crouch jumping and i would tend to do but it would be the problem of if there's several of you in that room um you can jump out and try and flank the people who are running up the stairs at that moment but like your mate is just they're going i can't like i'm stuck i can't do
1: the crunch yeah jump. i can
2: do this <laughs> oh okay i'll try and help <laughs> i'm casting the people i play with in a really bad light and i'm very sorry for that
1: but so it it's not like a completely revolutionary thing it will in a tiny way
2: it's the same game at heart, but it f- does feel a lot more dynamic in certain situations, which is great. Like, it was a good game already. Now it's better. Great.
1: S- did you say that they've added it to the main game now, or is it still on the test servers? Uh, it's still on the
2: test servers, but the test servers came back overnight, so they're back for another couple of days.
0: Can you, can you roll across a car on it?
2: They might have added that in last night's update. In the initial launch of it, you couldn't, which I felt really cheated by, like... Yeah,
0: I'm I'm quite cross already.
2: I'm not one to accuse devs of being a lying bunch of (laughs) b******s. I tend to think I'm quite level-headed and rational about things, but when I tried to, like, beastie boy miss my way over a car and I couldn't, (laughs) I was appalled.
1: I think the review bomb is coming soon.
2: For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, with the latest test server update they say so they've added some more animations and so maybe this is one of them. I don't know.
1: Nice. Uh Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, otherwise known as PubG. What's that? Oh. Huh. Never heard that. What's that? No. no. It's PUBG. it's Who says that? It's called it's called Pub I've never heard that.
2: Is that like a London pop-up pub or something? Honey G's pop-up pub. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you know what? Let's go into this, okay? Alice, mm-hmm. you coin a lot of terms in the video games scene. Do I? You do. You do. You don't think you do, but you do. <laughs> All right. Okay. And uh, plonk bat is one of them.
2: No, I didn't coin plonk bat.
1: No. What? Who did?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. The first person I heard use it was uh, a Twitch streamer named Tiny Tuesday. Um, I don't know if he coined it or he heard it from someone else. I have tried to be quite clear in the past that, like, I'm not taking credit for this. this isn't me. I wish it were.
0: To the extent I remember editing a news story way back when about um, or a feature, and I actually in the uh, feature cited alice as the uh originator of Punk Bat and you spotted it and and told me that it wasn't true and i changed it uh, ah do you yeah. know what
1: this this ruins my whole my whole thing because <laughs> right, time well, to run but,
0: away brendy
1: but wait, wait 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 but we were talking about opus magnum briefly earlier right you definitely did invent zach like
2: yeah that that one was me maybe but no one uses but, it
1: no maybe like wasn't your one you? hello hello
0: I'm here. Oh, no. We lost Brendan. Oh, Brandy. no. He's Brandy run away. Brendan has run away. He's, he's vaulted out of his bedroom window <laughs> <laughs> and run away. This is
2: good. It means I can come out from hiding under my podcasting blanket. <laughs> I mean, was running away, but shirking responsibilities of another kind. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm trying to think. The ones that I always think of of people coining phrases was around when roguelikes started becoming everywhere and... There was roguelite, obviously, there was roguelike-like, there was all that, um, and I certainly used roguelike-like as a joke before I'd seen it anywhere else. And I'm not saying that I coined it, but I used it as a joke before I'd seen it anywhere else, and then was horrified because people started using it seriously in response to articles, and I was like, no, but it was a joke.
2: Oh, no, I think roguelike-like is brilliant.
0: Yeah, but it, it's a joke. I mean, it's
2: well, not... yeah, this is part of why it's great, yeah. like... Plonkbat isn't... It's a joke, but it's also great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he is.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got cut off. I asked Zach um, what he thought about uh, having his games, having Zachtronics games referred to as Zach Likes, and he said, I'm not going to go around and call them Zach Likes to anybody else because it would sound really bad <laughs> coming from coming from Zach. Um but he said he won't say no to it. So secretly pride, I think.
2: I mean, it's genuinely useful. Now there are a load of games which are Zach likes.
3: Mm.
2: Like People who saw his games, played them, liked them, had ideas of their own, wanted to create something like sparking off that. But it's Zach likes.
3: Yeah, it works.
0: It works. I, I, I think this is true. But is it actually true that uh, Doom-like was a phrase that was used for a while? Because I I see I remember it being, but it sounds like it's an urban legend now.
2: I don't know if it was. I remember everyone would talk about Doom Clones.
0: Oh, Doom yeah, Clones, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Doom Clones, uh, which, you know, is, is similar to calling something a roguelike, you know, um, rather than just whatever the hell they are, permadeath dungeon crawler. I mean, that's so much easier to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: permadeath fancy dungeon crawler. Yeah.
2: it's well, One of the things that I'm... The the task am well one of the tasks I'm occupied with this week is trying to write some sort of style guide, which I don't assume we'll adhere to that strictly, but at least has some form of guidance. Um and it different differentiates between roguelike with a capital R, roguelike with a lowercase oh, r, nice.
3: yeah.
2: uh roguelike like and rouge like. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I always write rouge like. <laughs> it's my it's my weakness. It's my yeah. writing weakness.
2: Gonna have to see how much of gray, uh, how much of that Graham actually lets me keep, but you know, <laughs> no, I like Plunk Bat though. One because the name is stupid as hell. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, horrible, isn't it? Yeah. and not just that, like uh, they very specifically stylize it in all caps, so it's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which can do one obviously, and PUBG isn't nearly as fun. And also with Plunk Bat, you play Plunk Bat, you earn Plunk Bucks. And he use them to open plunk bags. <laughs> I think there's a, a beautiful. Oh, he's done it again. But... It
0: also means that when you're playing Plunk Bat, or anyone I know who's playing it, I just say, Oh, they're off plunking. Yeah. And this is nice. It's a good verb.
2: You're plunking. you're plunkers, you've got your plunk pals. Like, what are you going to say? You're like, Oh, I'm a pubger.
0: But then are Plunk Bat and Spelunky in the same shared universe? Because I think they should be.
2: <laughs> Spelunk Bat. Oh, yeah, if you just go through like the wrong door, you find yourself in a subterranean jungle.
0: Oh, I keep forgetting Spelunky 2's been announced, and that's very exciting.
2: Mm. Is he there? Here he is.
0: Hello,
1: hello, hello. Hello. This is bad. This is bad. I don't know why it keeps happening.
2: You need
0: to work it into the theme of the episode, don't you? <laughs> I'm just running away from
1: the from talking
0: with you. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Uh, I was saying, is spelunky in the same shared universe as spelunk bat, punk bat? You know, you you didn't
1: miss a lot, Brendan.
2: <laughs> there was there was some solid wordplay. We're saying. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to, if I can stay on the line long enough. Turn this over to our readers and see what they have said about what um, what the best running aways are. Some of the best running aways, according to our listeners, include... Oh, this isn't fair. Huh? Someone's mentioned this war of mine which uh, i think is a a decent example because you can go into places and get into conflict but just try and get away from it but it's been suggested by the developers of this war of mine. so i think that's legitimate no you can't suggest your own game that's rude yeah you can yeah that's fine uh
2: so if you could also read out the link to where to buy it on Steam. That's HTTPS <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash store.steampower.com slash stop, app stop, stop, slash stop, 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 25860.
0: Stop, stop, stop. I get I get 10% on this, so <laughs> it's very important that we...
1: <laughs> Sub effect says the original Thief gets seen, run, hide, or flash bomb, run, hide. Lots of hiding in the dark. It's what made it so great. Well, Thief...
0: Uh, also has the level assassins um, which is a running away level where you're being hunted by assassins in the streets of the city and I was going to mention that earlier because uh, it takes it away from the um, hit and run running away that um, we're categorizing Metal Gear as earlier and puts it into an actual you are in this place and trying to get away trying to run through the streets and escape
1: it's a very, it, change, it changes it up yeah Uh, Stephen McNeese says, Titanfall, which falls into our multiplayer category of getting into a fight and then running away and trying to run away in a creative way. Not just around a corner with a shotgun Mm. like I would, but perhaps along a wall onto a roof and then through a window like Alice would. And (laughs) into a robot. And then on a robot and then inside the robot. And then using the robot to get your own back on the people you've just run away from.
2: I like the idea of a robot as like a home that you just kind of, uh, you pop out down the shops every now and then, but ultimately just get back to the robot.
1: Yeah. Think of your your robot as a home, a place that you stay for 100% of your time <laughs> and never leave. Square play Games has said Dying Light comes to mind. Yeah, yeah that's, good, that's a good Good parkour, actually, yeah.
2: good like intense moments where you've just got to fucking like it because everything's gone to shit
0: yeah and it's now nighttime, and you have to run away now because at night time scary things happen that's a good one actually
1: never played enough dying light to get to the fun running away
0: it's so good but it does have a very very bad opening
1: nicholas clark says i've always been a big fan of AFTLs. oh god do i fix my guns or throw everyone into the engine room and hope for the best
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's Another example like of uh, games where you have to actually allocate resources to get away from a place. So you, you are literally making the decision do I stand and fight or do I run? And it's an actual you know choice that you make rather than something you try to do. I can't think of other examples of that, but it is a thing, yeah.
2: The bulk of FTL is also about running away in every single uh, level. There's the slowly advancing force and there's the decision of, I could do another two jumps to reach that quest or reach that shop, but I should probably leg it, but Mm. maybe if I chance it, then I can fight my way out and jump away.
1: Leo K says, Mirrors, Edge and Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed kind of gives lip service to running away, I think, but doesn't do it very well.
0: Assassin's Creed and Hitman both do one thing very well in running away, which is when you've done something and it goes catastrophically wrong and then you've suddenly got to push through massive crowds to get
1: away. And I quite like that. I like that element of both of
0: them. I always enjoy the crowds in those games.
1: I love the crowds in Assassin's Creed, but I never feel the need to ever, ever mingle among them. I just go onto the roofs.
0: I have to ask the question because, and this is a genuine question, Uh, I'm not being sarcastic, but have you ever actually done many of the late like actual missions in an assassin's creed game
1: the late missions like yeah yeah well um i think the last assassin's creed game that i fully completed would have been was it brotherhood is that the one that's like
0: 2.5 or whatever it is yeah yeah
1: i feel like that was the last one i got through so that's the last one i would have gotten to the later mission
0: yeah because i i never have i never have and i always wonder how well they integrate all the stuff together, if that makes sense. So, you know, the crowds and stuff, because like some of the early assassinations, you're like, okay, this is neat. Was it, how are they going to escalate this, you know, when you actually have to get away after a killing? And I've, I've always wondered whether they actually bring
1: things together. As far together. as I remember from that one, I don't know how they've changed or how they've, um, they've they've probably imagined that they've figured some other things out, but it, it seems to just get more about chasing than mm. it does about running away. Because it was always that. It just gives you more power. It doesn't give the enemy more power.
0: One of the kind of early kind of promises of Assassin's Creed was always that kind of social stealth, which seemed to vanish really quickly. You know, that thing of being able to walk yeah. in a crowd and put your hood up and sit on a bench and, you know, disguise yourself. It was, which is very Hitman-esque. And it just never seems to be that useful.
1: By back flag, I've never used that. that no, point.
0: <laughs> no. It just seemed to be by the wayside. You can still do it. It's really weird. It's almost like a vestigial limb. It's like it's still there, but it's just hanging there, loose and limp, and doesn't really do anything. Y-
2: you mentioning social stealth has made me just remember the ship oh, and shit, the idea yeah, that you yeah. could be trying to kill someone, but at a certain point you go, ah, oh, sh- I need to go with the labs, mm.
1: Mm.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just like have to beat a hasty retreat and try to not to get murdered. And she didn't sit on the pot. Good games.
3: We are ignoring
1: okay as other suggestion which is Mirror's Edge which I think would have had very good running away if it hadn't also been quite annoying it's a good joke Graham's not on this podcast he adores Mirror's Edge I mean it, it's a good game but I do remember getting frustrated with it a lot because anytime you try to run away there'd just be something would go wrong and it would just ruin the flow
2: yeah it has the frustrating thing of I mean as mentioned before running away in games is annoying when you're kind of expected to go down one path and it comes down to being able to do the execution of that path perfectly Mirror's edge at least maybe has two three paths in each of its levels and there's like some degree of freedom in how you approach it but ultimately it's still quite annoying
0: take that graham
2: it's like in lots of horror games where if there's something distant remote chasing you it's really scary And then finally it catches you and you see it and you die to it and you go, oh, I don't care anymore, actually. Mm. Like, this isn't scary anymore. Mirror's Edge has the first time you die in a level, you just go, oh, fine. This isn't exciting anymore. (laughs) It's instantly become irritating.
1: Uh, Will Stevenson says, sunless sea, you can go to full power, but your engines may explode. Mm, That's a a hazard.
2: I mean, more things in games should be prone to just explode in at random.
1: I mean, quite a lot are already. Have you, have you played Call of Duty?
2: Is there a chance that you just explode?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just... There's a 10% roll every time that you start a match. You might just explode. 10% roll? <laughs> is that a, That's a gaming term right <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just realised as we're talking about engines then that maybe the ultimate running away games are every racing game ever, which is just... You know, NASCAR games just trying to run away, but on an oval track for eternity. There's nowhere to go. And then I thought the, actual, the ultimate running away game is, is the truck simulator games where we just try to drive away from our own sad little lives into the night forever.
1: <laughs> Are you saying that because Alec has been like using it as a means to just relax in the evenings with his big wheel going through Arizona or yeah, New Mexico?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that this is all the purest form of escapism, which is just get me out of here.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here.
0: (laughs) Imagine, imagine and Deck playing American Truck Simulator
2: live (laughs) on
1: television. You've got a new Twitch, Twitch stream.
2: Mate, they would love it so much. Like, they'd let them have a little mesh trucker's cap and everything and set them up in a little <laughs> fake trucker's cab. I genuinely think they'd really enjoy it. They're very enthusiastic. <laughs> like, effervescent personalities. I would love to see that.
1: Make it happen. <laughs> okay. We're going to look into that, guys. We're not. Um But uh for now, I'm going to end this. Unless you have anything to add, you two.
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think... I feel I feel satisfied that we've covered the entire spectrum of running away
2: uh, and with that we run away
1: and with that we run away I'm gonna let Alice let it make us run away because she has a way better egg eggstro? what's the other what's that I she better an she has a voice and outro skit than I do so I'm gonna let her do that take it away.
2: And with that, we run away. See you next week.
1: Uh, I thought you were going to do the whole leave us a review, like, oh, comment, Oh, Sorry, subscribe. I've not been
2: a guest on this in forever. Uh, so remember to like, favorite, and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud. Um, you can follow us there. Look to www.rockpapershot.com for constant updates on everything. Uh, we are on Facebook. At Rock Paper Shotgun. we are on Twitter at Rock Paper Shots. Uh like, favor, subscribe, share us with your friends and family, tell everyone, buy Lisa mattresses, uh, and sign up at stamps.com. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Let me just, uh... stir. <laughs> <laughs>